0: Welcome to the World Harvest Church podcast channel. We hope you enjoy this message. Romans chapter 8, and I want to start here in verse 10. Well, let's look at verse 9. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so, be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. That is good news this morning especially after a week of meetings. How about that? How many of you would like your body quicken? I've seen plenty of yawns. Listen, I got two and a half hours of sleep last night, so just know we're in the same boat. I can preach and have my eyes burn all at the same time. (sighs) Um, I, I We were, we've been so tired. And yesterday I was like, I'm gonna make a cup of coffee. I hadn't had coffee in a, like a long time. I usually drink tea. I'm like, I'm gonna make a cup of coffee. But I didn't do anything, so I didn't burn off the coffee. And it was like, any day now, I'm ready to go to sleep and it wasn't happening. It was not happening. And then I fell asleep and about 30 minutes after I fell asleep, I had a horrible dream. And then I woke up and I was like, oh. Oh my gosh, I gotta lay off that cup. I mean, I had it at 11, you would have thought. Too late. I didn't do enough. I don't know if any of you have that problem, but I do. Um, So we need our bodies quickened. That means it doesn't matter how your body feels if you know that the spirit is on the inside And is quickening your spirit. You got to know where to draw from. We've got to know where to draw life from. Other people's approval is not where you draw life from. If you're looking to other people to draw life and acceptance and encouragement. And that feeds you and that makes you happy. You're going to come up short every single time. It's the life on the inside that quickeneth the body it quickeneth the mind. You'll become an emotional basket case if you're looking for somebody to quickeneth your life. You're gonna become a cripple. What is a cripple? A cripple is someone dependent on something outward. Listen, a cripple needs something on the outside to help them get around. I'm not making fun of that. I'm saying they need assistance, right? I mean, if you maybe broke a leg or broke something and you needed assistance, right? You came up, I need assistance just getting to the top shelf in my closet, right? So I need a chair. Wouldn't call me a cripple, but I need help, right? I need something outward. But guess what? When I get off that chair, I'm still the same height. See, when you draw on the life in Christ Jesus, it keeps raising you up. You never go backwards. You're never, you don't ever have to come down off of that platform. You never have to come down off of that assistance. You just keep building on the help of the Holy Ghost, that life in you, the hope of glory. From glory to glory, where does it come from? Life in Christ Jesus. So you never have to come down off of that. You never have to forego assistance. It's always in there. But it's your, if you're always looking for someone to prop you up, to pick you up, to help you up, when they're not there, what are you going to do? First of all, you'll get offended with them. And then you're going to get upset because you're not where you thought you were going. Amen? Amen. People. Don't look to people to prop you up. Learn how to stir yourself up on life in Christ Jesus. Well, what did they mean by that? Well what what, what were they trying to say to me? See the problem is when you start doing that business, it's because you're looking to someone else to make you feel good. When you know who you are in Christ, it doesn't mean you have an attitude with people. Well, I don't care what they it means I love them regardless. They probably didn't mean anything by that. Remember what offense is? It's a perceived, right? You perceive something that really wasn't there. When people aren't your source, uh, when people aren't your source for life and, and encouragement and uplifting, then they won't become a place of downfall and discouragement to you. If you find that people, well, they let me down. Well, they disappointed me. Well, they don't like me. Well, they're not my friends anymore. You know, I know who my friends, people have become, you're looking too much at someone and not the one. Yes, that's good. Too much. Yeah. Got to always have, have this person around and have that person around like a comfort blanket, yeah. right? There's one comforter in this lifetime. Yes. That's the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And where is he? He lives in me. Amen. And I let him, I would like, and this is what this series, we're going to try to stay on this. I would like for him to do my thinking. How about that? How much better is it that the genius on the inside does your thinking for you and the directing for you than you trying to do it or somebody else trying to do it for you? So that's not even the message. So let's keep going. And if Christ be in you, verse 10, the body is dead. We have to remember that we're not relying on dead things. We're not looking to dead things. Don't let dead things speak. Right. That body is, gonna, is dead, but it's still got a voice. Yeah. Right? Yes. Still has a voice. Once you pull a vegetable out of the ground, pull it off its root system, what happens? It's dead. But you know what? It can still hurt you. You leave lettuce out too long. You, you let it go bad, and then you try to eat it. What will it do? It'll mess you up. You go to the body, it's dead, and you try to get some life from it. You try to get an answer, and you try to follow what it wants you to do. It's going to hurt you. It's going to hurt you. We have to go only to the source of life. Um. Verse 12, therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. But if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye live through the spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many as are led, By the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father, the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. There's two spirits mentioned here, the Spirit of God and your spirit. Last time, and I want to revisit these things, um... I've said this before, Pastor Anderson, he would revisit things week after week, same thing. Boy, we'd have a recap of the same thing six weeks in a row, and that's honestly how I got to where I'm at today, to, to be perfectly um, straightforward. It was by his diligence to keep bringing without being, feeling like he had to have something new, something spectacular, something fresh, he'd keep bringing the same thing every week. Dad Hagen said, if you learn that God told him, if you learn to follow my spirit, I'll make you rich. We talked about last time what is success. Our success is in three things the desire, the ability, and accuracy of following the Holy Spirit. If you have like a a notebook or or an iPad or something and you have these notes, go back to these, follow along, write these down if you weren't able to last time. These three things, our success is in our desire, our ability, and our accuracy to follow the Holy Spirit. Desire to follow God's leading. I tell the Bible school students this all the time. It's not that you have the ability to be led, but do you want to be led? We can talk all day about how we have God's life in us. We have his nature in us. We have the ability in us. We are able to be led. But when it comes down to you, do you really want it? When he says, don't go there, don't do that, don't touch that, don't, right, don't visit that, don't think about that, do you really want it? Do we really want to hear what he has? You have to desire a leading. That's the starting place. Yes. Getting born again, uh, yes, was the official start, but you're never going to make it if you never even have a desire to turn inward and hear what he has to say. You have to cultivate that. So number one, a desire. Number two, then you develop the ability to follow God's leading. And number three, doing what you hear and are led to do accurately. So it's number one, you desire it. Number two, then you work on developing it. And then number three, you do everything that you're developing yourself in. Within every person uh, in this life, there's gonna be a value system. And based on that value system is where you place your priorities and invest your time. If you don't value the spirit that's on the inside of you, not only his spirit, but your own spirit. And this is what we talked about last time you got to place a value that you are a spirit being. You are not a flesh and you are not a mind. You are a spirit being. And what am I going to do if I place a value on my spirit? I'm going to protect it. I'm going to honor it. I'm going to feed it. I'm going to take care of it. We talked about where value starts first. Value is set by these three things. Number one, something's valuable if you use it a lot. Tell me how valuable a toothbrush is when we get on the road and it comes 11 o'clock at night. We've been traveling all day and I don't have it in my bag. Toothbrush is real valuable at that point. Does it cost a lot? No. Do we use it a lot? Yes. So value comes from use. How much do you use your spirit? How much do you use your spirit? Do you use your mind more than your spirit? Do you use your body more than your spirit? Do you use other people's advice more than you use your spirit? You're diminishing the value. And yet when we we need healing, we want God's help, but we're in a dire situation. Christ send me the hope of glory. Oh, I've been raised and seated with him. Yeah, but you know, just the other day, you were diminishing your spirit because you were magnifying what somebody else said and what they told you to do and what they wanted you to do. What your flesh wanted to do, value is by use. We are to be using our spirit and living by the spirit every day. How about this? Value comes with what kind of gift has been given, right? Could be something, a family heirloom. Doesn't really cost a lot, right? Um. I I have a wedding ring that Stephen had made for me when we got married, cost a lot more. I have this wedding ring that pastor gave me that used to be doctors, then was hers. I'm not saying one's more valuable than the other, but one certainly has a lot of significance because without them, there wouldn't be him. One maybe costs more, but they're both a gift of great value. The value... Uh, the value is in who gave it the value is in who gave it not the cost who gave it never forget that he breathed his life inside of your spirit not because you earned it but simply because he wanted to give it when you asked How many of you remember when you asked him to come into your heart, when you asked him for his plan, when you asked him to be recreated, when you asked him, you didn't even understand it, but you asked him and immediately you felt that breath of life come on the inside of you and the weight of sin lift off. I don't remember that, but I know this. I have experienced his presence many times. I've experienced that life many times on the inside, that quickening, that strengthening, What is it? I just ask, and he gave. And then number three, a value is set, we said, by three things. The use, the gift, and how much it cost. How much did it cost God to give you that recreated spirit? Everything, everything. Really, the only thing that he held of great value was his son and the family he wanted to purchase. In fact, we were of such great value that it says he was the lamb slain before we even showed up. He paid the price and the cost before we ever came to need it. Your debt, so don't ever let the devil tell you you gotta live with some, some measure of defeat, some measure. Uh, that, that was already paid for before I even made that mistake. Remind him that it was paid for. Yeah. It, was, it was taken care of before yeah. he ever even missed That's right. it. Amen. That's a big cost yeah. to pay a debt before it's even owed. Yes. Right? Yes. We will always value what God says. We will always say, you know, even un- unsafe people will, will put a price, you know, and a reverence on God. But do we protect and value where we receive that voice? We can come to church and value his presence and and protect this, but what about when you leave here? This is where you're gonna experience his presence. This is where you're gonna hear from him. Are you protecting and valuing this place? Amen? If I receive the leading in my spirit, then it matters what else I receive into my spirit. How much time I invest in my own spirit and the value I see in protecting it? How much time do you give to the development of your own spirit? If that's where God says he's going to talk to you, then how much time are you giving to that place of conversation? There's a lot less I need when we do a lot more listening before we need it. We do a lot less asking. It's, a lot of times it's better to just be directed and led than having to keep coming. A lot of times if we find we're having to keep coming back and asking, it's because we weren't really listening in the first place. I'm not saying you can't ask. I'm saying I find for myself that if I keep having to ask, right, it's because from the onset I really wasn't tuned in. <laughs> He says he's always bearing witness with our spirit. He's always talking. He's always got, he's always ministering to us yeah. through our spirit. Yes. Um, and we talked, uh, when you can't hear, let's talk about this. Number one, the volume of your life. How loud is your life? How loud is your life? Time with God, and and this goes back to something Pastor Nancy said and is framed around that. Time with God is not turning the voice of God up, but it's turning our life down. God doesn't need to raise his voice. God doesn't need to speak louder, and he's not going to. Very few times in the, the one time that I have a marked, notable, audible voice of God, of the Holy Ghost, was a massive warning and a correction. I, I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, thank God he turned it up a little, but that's, that's not normal. That's not normal. And I don't want him to have to do that. Because I'm being so like this, you know? La, la 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 la. I'm letting everything else around me talk so loud. So, when it comes to hearing from God, it's not about getting God to turn up the volume, it's about you taking time to turn your life down. Turn it down. Turn the activity down. Turn the devices down. Turn the mental uh, activity. Turn it down. Turn the physical activity down. Turn the social activity down. We want God to talk louder over what we've turned up. Are hey, you Moms know this. Turn that down. Am, can I <laughs> Why do you think we ask for inside voices? Turn it down, turn that down. Turn. Why? Because kids, all they know at this stage is, is activity, physical, mental, right? We're training them to follow their spirit. They, they can hear from God. Don't get me wrong. Children hear from God very easy yeah. because they are full of faith. They don't have that kind of doubt. They've not experienced life to try to turn. They hear from God. But one of the things I've noticed, they also like a lot of activity, So you have to train even your children to turn it down. Not just volume, but turn down life. You know, we're not going here. We're not doing that. We're gonna stay home. We're gonna learn how to be content in a quiet place. Learn to be content in the quiet places. Because he's not always talking louder and talking, I don't need to ask God to talk over all the activity that I put in place. That's what we want him to do. Run in here, doing this, doing that. God, speak to me. God, lead me. And he's saying, slow down. Slow down. They that wait upon the Lord, this is what this year has, has for us, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up. This is the exact same flow, the exact same direction. It's all going to merge together, I promise. Because to hear from God, you have to be able to wait on God. Amen? Amen. Now, he's always talking. I'm not waiting for him to speak. He's waiting on me to shut up. <laughs> That's the only way I know how to say it. He's waiting on me to be quiet. He's waiting on me to tell my mind to be quiet. He's waiting on me to tell my, my you know, everything that goes on around here. Even with ministry, we can't occupy. Ministries will fail and ministers will fail when the, the ministry is louder than God's voice. The activity of ministry is louder than God's voice. Your business can't be louder, right? right? Yes. Um, time with God is not trying to turn Him up. I'm not trying to get, oh God, I got to get in the Word because I, I got to turn up. You know, I've got to hear something. I've got. He's already talking. You will hear. But a lot of times it's shutting your mind down and shutting everything else and telling it to be quiet. Yes. Why it says that he's bearing witness all the time, all the time. When you can't hear, it's because the volume of the mind and the flesh are up too loud. It was not because he's not speaking. He bears witness. We have an inward witness, a knowing that flows simply because we are his children for no other reason, but he put his spirit and his nature in me. We don't earn leadings. We turn to them. My children don't earn dinner. They don't earn dinner. That's a need that I provide, but you know what they have to do? They have to show up. You don't earn leadings, but you have to show up to the place that you can hear them. It's a basic need, my children's basic need of giving them breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's gonna be there and a snack, if I'm generous. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) That's a basic need. When they're hungry, I provide. When you have a leading, it's there. Say that. When I have, I need a leading, leading. it's there. there. When I need a a leading, it's there. But I gotta show up. It's there. It's a basic need. That's why he said, I'm going to send the comforter and the counselor, the helper. You already have the help on the inside, but if you keep showing up out here for the help, you're going to miss the whole thing. So this is a basic need. Leadings are a basic need. He has already provided for you, but you got to show up to the place to hear them. I provided dinner, it's cooked, it's done, and you wanna know something? My mother had a rule, and I, it's probably a solid Southern um, discipline, but when that dinner is ready, I, I'm pretty easygoing, but when that dinner is ready, and I say dinner's ready, and nobody moves, it doesn't take but about two seconds Am I, is that a Mexican thing too? Okay, thank you. You call, say that again. You call one time, one time. My mother used to say, I, when I call it once, you better be moving. Why? Because it's ready, it's a need provided, and somebody took the time. See, God took the time to map out a plan for your life, to breathe life, to seek you out, to find you. And when you don't want to show up, what do you tell him? I don't need my basic needs met. I'll meet them. Oh, but when healing is needed, when the bills need to be paid, we will show up. but we don't wanna show up for the daily. We don't wanna show up for our direction, our correction, our instruction, because life is too loud, and we didn't hear that, that call. There are things in life that he will call once, and if life is too loud, you'll miss it. We'll miss it. We have to be spirit, not just spirit-led, Say the spirit conscious. It starts with being spirit conscious. I am a spirit, I have a soul, and I live in a body. Not body conscious, not mind conscious. I'm spirit conscious. If you're spirit conscious, you'll be spirit led. It's easier to be spirit led when you're just more conscious of your spirit. Turning things down. That way when a crisis comes up, and we've all been there, I can, I can look at each and every one of you. When crisis hit, maybe uh, an emergency came up, physical, family, something happened, and what happened in that moment, I want to go to God because I've, I've got to have an answer on this, but when we're spirit conscious, we don't have to take so much time to quiet everything down. We know how to quiet it down. We live in a more quieted place. So when the body starts screaming at you, you're already disciplined in t- turning it down. When the mind's screaming at you, you are already, you know what, I got this. When my mind is giving me, giving me trouble. Um, let me see here, make sure. Because I, I send myself note. I have notes and then I send myself texts when things start coming. Um. I don't know if I wanna go that direction. Recently, and I can share this now, but recently, because the only stories I got are mine. Uh, but recently, and you'll read Dad Hagen's in his book, but just recently, I, um, my sister had a, a baby this week, but about three weeks before she had the baby, I had, you know, dr- dreams can be from God and they can be from the devil. He'll energize. He'll bring thoughts, you know, bring things to you. So, so don't think everything that comes with a feeling is from God. A lot of times when he brings a, a, a dream or um, an answer, a lot of times, you know, there's that feeling of peace, but it's almost a no feeling. You know what I mean? It's almost kind of like a neutral. It, set, it just settles you. A lot of times when the energy brings something, it energizes emotions and feelings, and I had a dream that, I mean, I was in the dream, um, the baby had died, and I was doubled over, just, just crying hysterically, and I'm not an emotional person. It was the most emotional I'd ever seen myself in this dream. Never seen myself like that before, and then I woke up, and I mean, she's got three, four weeks left, and I'm going, uh, okay, do I... Like, I don't even know what to do with this because I'm not going to pray out of fear. I didn't know, you know. So I acted like nothing happened. You know what I mean? I just acted like that never happened. I didn't have a, a leading to pray. I did check. You know, I didn't have a prompting to, to pray. You know, it, God, are you, you quickening me with a prayer burden? I didn't have that. And I'm not gonna pray out of fear either, in desperation. Because I saw something, now I gotta pray. I'm not doing that. Yeah, that's, that's not right. That's a bad habit. Yeah. So I acted like it didn't happen. But it it would come up, you know, every time. And the closer she got, and she'd have one appointment. And then, you know, ladies, we know those appointments come closer. And I'm going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. You know, I'm just I just wanted to have the kid. Just I just wanted to have the baby. Just have this baby. <laughs> Please, just, just go, like, I know you're trying to have her at home and natural and all that, but I'd prefer you just go have the baby. You know, my flesh, my mind, but like, just, just go have the baby. And I'm, I'm just acting, still acting, nope, I can't, I, I can't even think on that. I'm not going to, I'm going to turn that thing down. Just turn it down. But in the midst of turning that down, it was, it was tormenting. And I realized, you know, I never even went to God. I was turning it down, but I never went to God with it. I never even asked him. Yeah. So finally, I was walking through my family room. I said, God, I, I, re- I just apologize. I never even asked you about this. What, what do you want me to do with this? What is this? And I said, God, I just bring this to you. And as quick as I heard that, he said, my hand is on that baby. Thank you, God. I could have done this three weeks earlier. <laughs> You know, I'm trying to turn that down, but I wasn't really turning the right thing up. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's good. I knew enough That's good. to try to shut it, but instead of letting the Spirit of God bear witness yes. yeah. right. with my spirit and give it an answer, yes, I'm turning those emotions, those feelings that it was bringing. But God has something to turn up in you. Yeah. Yeah. And as soon as I heard that, the hand of the Lord's on that baby. Ah! As soon as I answered. Instantly, all those, those physical feelings answered that. Now, I could have gone for the duration of her, her pregnancy and not gotten that and still gotten the same results, but it was so much better, so much better going and finding out what he was trying to bear witness to me. And I got that answer. Come to find out she has the baby, and I tell her, hey, this is what happened. She goes, I was tormented ever since I got pregnant. With those same thoughts. Wow. I said, okay, well, he's, he was looking, she wasn't taking it. I went, he was looking for somebody to take that thought, that energized. She said, every, every appointment would be another, you know. She said, I never had that with the other two. I said, I've never had that. But he was trying to get, you know, and I said, God said to him, his hand's on that baby. So something, somewhere along the way, he's trying to abort what he's got for the baby. But thank God for the Holy Ghost. It didn't require prayer. It didn't require shouting and praising that the baby's gonna, none of that. All I needed was one answer and it settled everything he was trying to. Sometimes it's just staying the course. He's just gonna bear witness with you. It's just stay the course. Just stay the course don't don't veer, don't deviate, but the body's going to want you to go physically, get some relief. The mind wants you to get some kind of relief, do something sometimes the leading is do nothing, but you don't know until you seek him, you don't know till you turn here. Amen, to the place where he speaks to us so i we'll we'll close with that because if I go any further, it kind of We branch out into another um, arm of this, another direction I want to go. But know this, the inward man is going to help you not only to be led right, but to live right. If you only want to be led right and not interested in living right, you're missing uh, the primary responsibility that he has to us your own spirit, your conscience. Don't, don't do that. Don't say that. Don't go there. Don't, don't buy that. Don't fellowship with that. How many times do we want to be led right, but we're not interested in hearing how to live right? He's first in you to live right. Amen? Amen. So let's close there. And uh, why don't we just do this? It's good every time we hear this, just to take, take a moment and consecrate ourselves. With every head bowed and every eye closed, Father, we thank you for the Holy Ghost. We thank you for the recreated spirit. We are alive unto you, recreated in Christ Jesus. We are part of your family. And as your children, you are obligated to meet every need. Father, you have also said you will give us the desires of our heart. But Father, we know this, that it comes with leadings and directions and instruction. And so this morning we consecrate ourselves to value and to put a price and a value on who we are on the inside. Not just value what we have on the outside, not just value what we know, not just value our education, not just value uh, uh, what we can physically do, what we physically can accomplish, We don't want to just value those things that we see, those things that uh, we've been, the places we've been, but Father, we want to value who we are on the inside, because Father, where the Spirit can lead us is only into success. Our success this morning, we consecrate our success is in following your spirit to desire. So, Father, we consecrate ourselves this morning again that we are going to desire to follow the spirit. We're going to take that desire and, Father, stir ourselves up in that ability to follow. Become skillful, Father, with it. But we're so grateful we have a helper. We have a guide. We can be led by something other than our needs, something other than our emotions, something other than other people who may cause us to fail. With you, there is no failure. And Father, you know, as we read it this morning, you are looking to show yourself strong to those whose hearts are turned towards you. We turn our hearts this morning and we want to be led, we, we consecrate today to committing ourselves to being led in a greater measure and in a greater way. In Jesus' name, amen. Sometimes you have to go back and do that. Not just consecrate yourself to his plan, but consecrate yourself how to hear and follow his plan. The how to's of it. Because we, can, we all say we want it. We know it's good. We know he has plans. We love to, you know, people put it in their kitchen. He has plans, plans to prosper us, you know, and, and bless us. But there's going to come with some direction with that. Are we consecrated to that? Or do we just want what he has and not have to hear what he has to say? Sometimes you got to go first back to what he said consecrate yourself to what did he say and what is he saying and when was the last time I heard him say something amen so this morning that's what I just want to encourage you in. do we have anything else this morning stand with me to your feet congregation you know what before we go this morning again go ahead with every head bowed and eyes closed is there anyone in here this morning and you say i have never received jesus i've never i've never met him personally i know about him i've heard about him but i've never met him in this morning i want to meet him i want to know him i want to have this life that you've talked about anyone in here you'd raise your hand and say that's me pastor that's me i've got to know him this morning Or you say, I've walked away from him. Maybe at one time you lived for Jesus, you had met Jesus. He became your friend. He became someone that you uh, wanted to pursue life with him. And you say, Pastor, I've walked away from that and I've got to come back. I need to come home. Is there anyone in here this morning? You'd raise your hand and say, that's me. I need to come back. Raise it high be bold Jesus I know this if you will confess him before men he will confess you before God but if you deny him he's not able to reach out before God and bring to him your name is there anyone in here this morning you say that's me pastor maybe there's somebody watching so many watch by our live stream by by the broadcast is is there anyone in here Uh, or anyone watching, could be to this morning, could be eight weeks from now, and you're watching, you say, I've got to know Jesus. Well, today is your day. He is looking and has been pursuing to get to know you and to meet you. So this morning, I reach my hands out and my faith out to those watching that say, I want to know him or I've got to come back to him father, meet them right where they're at. Let your presence fill the room. Let your presence minister to them. And if you'll reach out and say, Jesus, be my Lord, be my savior. You died for me. You were raised for me. Take all this sin. I give it to you and I will live for you all of my days. That's it. You are in the family of God. Amen. How many of you are so thankful to be in the family? Well, this week, the family tired us out. There was more yawns this morning. We we could have paid off the building again. I get it, I totally get it. Uh, but this morning, before we're dismissed, uh, turn. I don't think we have, we got anything? Pastor, this week, she's gonna be live. She no prayer tonight. Get some rest, go home. We've got Pastor Michael Loketic in the Bible School this week, and he will be ministering Tuesday night. I've asked him to minister. You don't wanna miss Tuesday night. He's one of my favorite preachers, which means his wife, was Pastor Nancy doing the service this morning? Oh, they're in San Diego preaching? Oh no, they're in San Diego. Oh, I was hoping she was preaching. I watch it every time. So if you're watching, I'll be watching her next week. I love her preaching too. I love when she ministers at their church. You don't want to miss Pastor Michael this week, Tuesday night, and he'll be in the Bible school. So turn to somebody before you're dismissed and say, I desire to be led. Thank you for joining us. To learn more about World Harvest Church, please visit our website at defrayeministries.org.